Hi, I'm Roy Tillery, and I'm a current Cal State University East Bay student working on his master's degree, and I am doing a podcast about the Com Studies Department here at Cal State East Bay. I'm going to have a few guests with me, the first of which is Miss Monica Brooks. Hello, my name is Monica Brooks. I am a graduating student in the Com Graduate Studies Department. I am working on my project for uh, this summer. Lovely. And today I would like for us to talk a little bit about critical identity theory. And I know that that is currently a part of your project as well. So I feel like that would be a lovely way to gauge this introductory episode. Thank you. So first of all, the cultural identity theory that I will be working with is rooted in the shared values and beliefs of a certain group of people or population. It's usually generated by upbringing, nurture, and identity. And that's how identities are formed. And it could be mm -hmm. changed, it's ever changing. It does not stay in one place. It is often uh, evol evolves with time. So I do this as relations to myself as a black woman and as a woman of color in the Bay Area. And that's part of uh, the theories of my project. Mm, wonderful, wonderful. And um, actually, I would actually like to harken back a little bit and ask you, what makes the Comm Studies Department here so important? Okay, so the good thing about the community Communications Department here at Cal State East Bay is because it is diverse in thought and literature and academia. There are people in different areas of the theories and, and studies as far as rhetoric, visual, media, and also cultural that is not found in any other, at very many spaces. Usually, usually communication theory is relegated to either mass media or sometimes theory, so it's good that we have both here at Cal State East Bay. Oh yes, absolutely. And I understand that you also went to SF State as well? I did. I have okay. a degree from uh, San Francisco State at the only college of ethnic studies. Uh, so that is also a reason why I enjoy the communication theory because many of the communication theories can be harkened back to ethnic studies and the ethnic studies program that I am from. Mm. Wonderful. Great to hear from a fellow Gator as well. Go SFSU Gators. SFSU undergrad. But Go here, Gators. <laughs> but, uh, from, from Gators to Pioneers, as we are uh, here both working so hard at Cal State East Bay, I would also like to ask you, uh, staying on the topic for the program here, what do you think can be done to uh, improve this field of communication and sort of amplify the interest of the Communication Studies Department here? I think that we should promote the diversity of the graduate students. There are very, there is a lot of diversity in thought, diversity in academia, and diversity in ideas. That um, just like this podcast, just like um, the cohort I'm in, we're either, we're doing a thesis or a test or a project, and I think that and it's all rooted right. in cultural theory or some type of theory that enhances the conversation, that is groundbreaking because of our journey in life. So I think that if we start showcasing more people from our department, we have a lot of great minds in our communication theory classes um, from undergrads and grads, and I think that that would be a great way to publicize the department. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know that's why that's one of the reasons as to why I wanted to do this podcast and bring this podcast into fruition is because I really want to help amplify the interest and I know that this has just been an amazing opportunity so far just being here and I've learned a lot and we've both had the opportunity to learn uh, so much and I think in doing so uh, through this podcast that would be a great opportunity for the next set of students here at Cal State East Bay so that's definitely a big reason for why I'm doing this podcast and why I've wanted to start this uh, specifically with the program here staying on topic but off the cuff a little bit how have you felt about the uh the professors that we've like had here like what can you say about uh some of the professors that you've taken since you've been here at east bay so i um i did not come here as an undergrad so i have a different perspective Mm -hmm. um i have taken keen i have taken lawson i have taken chain i have taken lou i've taken kate bell and i have taken dr brooks no, fantastic. Is that all that's, of them? That's that sounds good. like all of them. That's sounds like all of them. The so the good thing about program, them is that yeah. they are su- all subject matter experts. And because they're subject matter experts, it's easy to learn from them because they're great teachers. And because they're great teachers, we are able to learn different facets of communication theory based on our interest. So I, my project is, re- related, is related to creating a social support group for families who are affected by autism, usually underrepresented families, black, Latino, um, Pacific Islander, Filipino, and I'm creating a project that's creating not only a social social service to them by providing support groups, but I'm also creating art therapy for the children ages five to 17. The reason why I'm able to do that is because I have a wealth of information on the campus provided by these great professors that can help us find what we want to change the world with and create the communication that can do that. That's absolutely fantastic. So if you can, a little bit more about uh, your project. Also, how you feel that uh, some of the comp theories that you've learned are utilized in your daily life or can be utilized in students' daily lives? Okay, so a couple of things. The first yeah. thing is for my project, yes. I am utilizing critical cultural theory, also um, culture and identity theory in regards mm-hmm. to the social groups because of the way that blacks and Latinos hear information. I'm also creating, um, I'm also doing something that's related to a medical form of the same theory, which is how underrepresented groups are not listened to in the medical field. So I'm using that. Um, And these are things that I've learned through um, my studies, but also the encouragement to find the theories that we may not have looked at. Um, In my field of work, I work on the college campus. I work with a tremendous amount of students and young alumni, and I use communication theory all the time to explain and create proposals to diversify the field that I work in, which is alumni relations and student relations in relation to alumni. What we need to do is find a new language for the new group that we are addressing. Currently, the norm is usually white male. I use my communication theory to discuss other ways of angling this campus, which is considered mm-hmm. the most diverse campus on in the country. We are That's the fifth right. highest uh, diverse campus in the contiguous United States. One out of every 10 
uh, people in California have a degree from a CSU. One out of every 20 people in the United States have a degree from the CSU, which means we are the biggest diversity force that goes into the world. So it's my job to create events that are speaking to all of our alumni, not just the people who that are perceived as what an alum looks like, which is temporal, which is right now being taught as a 47-year-old white male. Mm. So I, I definitely agree with you there. Um, it's so important when you're talking about the CSU system and how CSUs are a lot more diverse, and especially when you talk about here at this campus, diversity is such a, a a big thing. You know, when you're walking around this campus, being able to see a lot of the same students that are just as interested in the same things that you are right. and that look like you, I feel like it helps. You know, overall within you know the feeling yeah. of, uh, as a student on campus that's working hard, that's trying their best, that's uh, progressing through life right. and learning in life. Right. You know, that's so important. And being that Cal State East Bay is, you know, the most diverse school in the CSU yeah. system that affords each and every student, you know, such a, a, a great opportunity and a different experience. You know what I mean? Right. And especially <laughs> on this campus where not only is it cultural diversity, but it's also diversity by gender and by age oh, yes. and by and by experience, because our school is also 63% of the students are first generation. And because of that, they hear things, they listen to things, and they learn things differently. And the reason why I work on the staff is to help those students make it through the university experience in their own way, instead of thinking that they have to fit into a Eurocentric standard of American education because we are still an, an American institution. We are still a predominantly white institution. Mm -hmm. So we have to create ways for our students that are not of the tradition or, I'm sorry, let me try to fit this in a different way, not the intended audience for college campuses. So the intended audience for college campuses have generally been white, males, Females in the CSU system, because we have a lot of teachers that come out of the CSU system. Our goal and my goal as one of the people who work on campus as an as a, um, advisor to students is to make sure that people find their place on a campus so they can feel free enough to be brilliant. And in order to do that, you need different communication theories per audience. Very true. And if I'm correct, um, you have been working in uh, the alumni outreach and engagement uh, coordinating for about four years now? Yes, okay. I have four years Monday. Oh, oh well. Happy birthday right. to me. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so working in uh, alumni outreach, of course, you've seen um, a bunch of different students uh, come into the school yep. and, and exit the school. Do you feel that the students that have been, uh, as of late, the students that have been like exiting out of the uh, common studies program, you're seeing a lot of students like come back, or you're seeing a lot of different students come back into the program or come back in. Uh, I know we had a class with uh, Dr. Bell, um, mm -hmm. and we were able to talk to former comm students and get their right. and yeah, get their perspectives and everything like that. Do you feel like? this program has done a pretty good job of that as of late or in recent years? I think we do. I also think that we should have graduate students talk with undergraduate students because we went oh, to yes. see them as grad students. That's true. And I think that we should have undergraduates who have graduated from the school also talk with undergrads or freshmen or sophomores so they can understand where a communication degree can go. 
Uh, mm -hmm. One of the challenges is, and this is with every degree, not all degrees go have a straight line. It's usually a curve. So you may not, you may be in a different place where you don't know where your degree is supposed to fit in. I have a degree in black studies. There's really no job description for a black studies degree. So you have to figure out where that is. So if we have more communications, people come back to our undergrads, it would be helpful for them to know what they can do with their communications degree. Oh yes, I think that's extremely vital um, <laughs> when you're talking about uh, going from just one avenue to the next. I know as an undergraduate student, I was a little bit, uns I did have that uncertainty at one point, but luckily I was able to talk to other grad students, um, one of which would happen to be my fraternity brother, Chance Moses, who graduated last year from Cal State East Bay. And as I was getting ready to apply and come here, I was able to talk to him about the program, talk to him about uh, the classes back when it was during the, the quarter system. I'm right. like, I know we're on semesters now, but uh, for him working and uh, tackling the quarter system and how the professors were, uh, the overall feel of the campus, the help that he was able to gain from within the program, talking to a grad student, um, either as a current undergrad or a, grad, uh, a recent undergrad or a recent graduate, excuse me, from the undergrad level with your bachelor's is so vital and it's so important for, right. yes, for that next level. <laughs> so it's very important for there to be a look at what the future looks like. So what, yes. so what needs to happen, and this is for all degrees, but we're specifically talking communication, yes, that indeed. we talk to our students in communication and also people who are in different fields like business. Business needs a lot of help with communication. They know about business, but they do not know how to talk to people. Mm -hmm. People in science, the same. So we need to talk about how important communication and getting, making sure that if you're, if A is talking to B, that B understands A. Because that's all communication is, right? Is using different theories to figure this out. Oh, yeah. So we need to show that it's bigger than just communication theory and how communication theory is beneficial to all majors because all students have to take speech communication. That's true. So if all, we just need to talk about how it expounds and how it's very important, how it's more important than just learning how to speak in front of people. Oh yeah, and to touch on that specifically, that's actually what got me into communication studies as a major. I first started out when I got to City College of San Francisco and I was in business. I was sold on being a business major until I took a speech communication class and just from taking that one class it was like a snowball effect of me taking more speech communication right. classes and I felt a certain level of comfort and I had never really thought about it before thought about like this is a career choice or this is a career path uh, or academic path excuse me um, and after taking that speech communication class at, Cal at CCSF I was able to, you know, really reevaluate my thought process and reevaluate why I was interested, why I was interested in comp studies, why I was uh, so passionate about comp studies yeah. as a field. Yeah. So when mm -hmm. I uh, was looking at graduate programs, mm -hmm. um, I wanted to do something that would couple with ethnic studies. The good thing about communication theory is that they use the same types. Eth communications theory is broken up: sociology, geography all of these, cultural anthropology, all these things, and it's the same way that ethnic studies is broken up. And the thing between, eth the difference between ethnic studies and communication theory is that ethnic studies doesn't have a lot of theories attached to why things happen. Whereas communication theory talks about 
how things happen and you can associate it to events that are happening when you read about ethnic studies. So my goal is to to do a hybrid of cultural study of ethnic studies and communication theory. Mm. Oh yes, absolutely. I think it's extremely important. <laughs> and um, another uh, quick question that I had: What does it mean to be a communication studies major in the twenty first century? To you? Yeah, I know okay. that's a big one. Kind of, kind of, yeah. So one of the theory, uh, so one of the things about being a, because there's so much mass communication, I, I am from the King generation, so I did not have the Twitter, I did not have Facebook, I did not have, I mean, we had MySpace, barely. I used it. Yeah, I so, used, that's social media. I used a, I used a real telephone <laughs> yeah. to get on the internet, you know. <laughs> we had, you know, the phone was busy while you were on the internet. We used a disc it, that was in the newspaper. Yes, you know? of course. <laughs> so we didn't have as much access to not only real information, but faulty information. Right. So one of the challenges is right now there's all this information. And we need to create, we need as communications professionals we need to find ways to help people understand the information that is coming to us so if we see something on facebook that says when um when ferguson happened oh yeah the news said one thing but twitter said what was going on because people from those spaces were talking that gave them an outlet Mm -hmm. so the goal of a communication scholar is to or you know any aged person who has been around for a minute and a minute could even mean two years, is to say, this is where I deduct that you're trying to play me with information, and here is where the facts are, where we can determine what the true story is. So the story, it's, it's, like, it's just like the difference between calling something a rebellion and a riot. The people in the rebellion call it a rebellion because they're rebelling against the system, and the, rebe- the voices of a rebellion are the souls of the sounds, that, of the voices that you don't get to hear. The people who don't want you to talk call it a riot because they want it to sound more violent than it is. Hmm. And a communications person will be the person that says, this is why they're calling it a rebellion. Right. And this is why you're calling it a riot because you're the power structure and you just want silence. So if you call it a riot, then the people who are in the middle, who are on the, who are on the edge of, I don't know which way I want to go, will say, well, I don't want to be part of a riot. Because that sounds more violent than a rebellion when you're actually acting against an injustice. Oh yeah. So that's so that's uh, the importance of having communication professionals and people who understand the concept of truth and a hustle. Because that's all it is. It's all a hustle. So the goal of communication hmm. theory is to uh, figure out what the hustle looks like, see how it damages you the less, the least, mm-hmm. and make sure that you understand right. the right the right path to go because you have the tools to say this doesn't sound right so let me figure out why you're telling me that this is a this is a riot when they when flint really just doesn't have water True that. so that's what it is that's my my opinion oh yeah and i'm known to have one so there's that <laughs> hey every we all are entitled to our opinions so i feel you i feel you <laughs> um Quickly cover back to uh, specifically here at East Bay, I wanted to ask, and I know you feel like you touched on this a little bit earlier, but uh, still wanted to stay on the t- on the cuff. What do you feel separates East Bay from other programs? And I'll hearken that to just here in California or other 
comm programs here in the state? I think that the diversity of the students in the comm program is exemplary at Cal State's Bay. So, I think yeah, specifically, yeah, our yeah, diversity. Specifically the diversity because you oh, have yeah. different angles of vision that come into the classroom. That means you have different perspectives that other people would not hear. Mm -hmm. um, in a lot of other communications departments, there would be three black guys, one woman with brown hair, one person just trying to be on a radio. Whereas people here seem to be like, I want to be a sociologist, but I need communication as my backing so I can understand how this is affecting communities. Because we're also geared in social justice, we're also geared in the, the, the equity of all people. So I think that that mindset is permeated through this department where I haven't seen it like that before. Mm, that's, no, you're absolutely right. And I say even uh, for myself being here for a short amount of time, I started uh, fall 18 here and I've definitely seen <laughs> more diversity, um, not just in my core uh, graduate classes, but the classes that have been also kind of the hybrid classes as well, seeing the diversity of those classes has been huge. And I think it's opened up um, a plethora of different ideals and different thoughts and different stances on so, so many topics that have been uh, relevant even today, even to today's current events. And that's definitely offered a unique experience. That's offered a unique experience as a student. That's offered a unique experience uh, for our instructors from that standpoint, too. So, yeah, I, believe me, I agree with you. The diversity here is amazing. <laughs> and it changes the it changes the concept of the theory, of even each class, because one person it can sure speak, does. You know, one person can speak out on something. And even the professor wouldn't have thought of that because it's not their angle of vision. Oh, yeah. Where we have seen that a lot in our classes. We've had those moments. We've definitely had. The moments of that bomb-ass yeah. cohort where they, uh, where we uh, act up a bit. Yeah, you know, we have had a bunch of unique moments and experiences, whether it be Dr. Bell or Keen or any of the other <laughs> instructors and courses that we've had. So, I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> um, you know, uh, before we wrap, I, you know, wanted to touch back on um, on theory. And I know we had Dr. Keene's class for comp theories. Um, when you talk about the cultural identity theory, and when you come back to that, and I know that, you know, you've been a longtime community member and an advocate of literacy, autism awareness, and racial diversity, racial diversity in the Bay Area. How do you feel that cultural identity, not only here in this program, but um, outside uh, of the program in your everyday life has just been applied um, for you? How have you been able to uh, take what you've learned from, our, from, from the class that we took in addition to your own work, and how have you applied that specifically out there in, any, any facet, any avenue. Okay, so if you use the definition of cultural identity theory, which is, which I'm gonna read. Yeah. It's a self-identification, oh, yes. a sense of belonging to a group that reaffirms itself. It reflects on the common historical experiences and shared cultural codes, which give us one identity, as one identity entity, a stable, unchanging, continuing frame and reference and meaning. So it's basically, um, to me, this is my personal opinion, I want to hear it. And I, I see things differently just as a general personality trait. Is for sure, for sure. 
looking at a culture of, of people, whether it be a culture of women, a culture of, uh, I'm black, so a culture of black women, a culture of black families, a culture of, as I call us, black folk. We use our nurture, our, our nurture, our nature, and our ident and our belonging as an ethnicity to create a community that shares with each other. So the things I do, things I have done in my life, I've been community organizing since the 11th grade. I've been doing stuff centered around the wellness and care of Black folks, and using the cultural, the the shared identity of achievement mixed with trauma, mixed with joy, mixed with hope, and creating spaces to make people feel great enough in their blackness to be free enough to be brilliant. Mm. So what we do, when we do cultural identity, one of the, uh, what we do is we find the identity uh, that, sh that we all share. We're uh, black folks. So we have a shared yes. knowledge of people being afraid of us but being envy of us at the same time. We have the shared identity of um, people wanting to be just like us but not knowing how. We have the identity of being the, the, the baddest things in the room in a good way and um, being, being everybody loves to be around us but nobody really wants to be us. And we right. use that shared identity to create a space so that the people that look like us are, are safer and feel better enough, feel better in their, their uh, more comfortable to be brilliant. You know, like when you create a podcast for your master's degree, you have to have a safety in that. And you have to know that your people are going to support that, right? Hey, that's true. Uh, believe me, there's no room to have the support. Saying, so, I love it. <laughs> so it's just so that's what that's what you do. You create the space. This oh, yeah. is how I live my life. I create the space so that people who feel like they're not safe can be safe around me. That's my. That's what I think my calling is. Mm. And we definitely, I absolutely appreciate your calling. Most definitely, Monica. I also provide snacks. Ah. And snacks are great. Also helpful. Yes, we love snacks. Snacks are wonderful. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, this is great to have you on this inaugural episode of Community, the first community podcast, the first communication studies podcast here at Cal State East Bay. My name is Roy Tillery and Monica Brooks. Thank you so much for listening.